0: God changes your life, changes your thoughts, changes your desires, and changes your interests, and it comes out of God's Word. It's really learning to know God out of His Word. You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Welcome to this episode of the Faith Matters Podcast. Thank you for being with us. Uh we're glad to have you. And uh, lately here, we've been talking about the topic of loneliness. This is the third and final installment or episode of focusing on the topic of loneliness. And <clears throat> Two weeks ago, we talked about the reality of loneliness. It is something that people uh, struggle with on a daily basis. And then last week, we talked about the remedy for loneliness. We said that the true really the only ultimate remedy for loneliness is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, we want to talk now about a a narrow group of uh, people who I think are maybe more prone to loneliness, and that's the group of singles, those of marriageable age who are not married, perhaps want to be married. And uh, it's interesting when you look at the Statistics for Ireland over the last 10 years for marriage and civil partnerships, the rates of marriage and civil partnering have dropped uh, quite significantly over the last 10 years. And there are, I'm sure, many contributing factors that we could talk about uh, and uh, to, to point toward the cause of this declining rate of marriage. Um, But a few things we can mention are that young people today are just waiting longer to get married. Uh, You know, they're not rushing out to uh, get married at 21 and have that traditional home life. Oftentimes a young man um, these days seems to be taking longer to mature in life and to settle down and have responsibilities. The, uh, The young man today, even into his mid and late 30s, uh, you know, wants to live the life of freedom and and just have the freedom to basically do do what he wants to do, and doesn't want to be tied down uh, and to live that traditional life and to have the responsibilities of marriage. So there's that going on. Also, uh, women are increasingly having career jobs. You know, entering the workforce and increasingly having full time careers, which does not lend itself particularly well to the traditional. Uh, role of the uh, the stay-at-home wife or mother in raising a family and that sort of thing. So those are two things. I mean, there are, I'm sure there are many things that we could point toward, but uh, the reality is that uh, there's a large segment of the population today that would qualify as being single. And uh, maybe you're watching and you're single, and does your singleness uh, cause you to fret or to have anxiety or depression? Do you think... Am I ever going to meet someone? Um, yeah, am I acceptable? Will people like me? Why, why don't people like me? Why Why isn't anyone attracted to me? And all these things that, that you might turn over and over in your heart and mind. Um, that's what I want to speak to today on this topic of particularly loneliness um, among the singles group. And uh, it's interesting when you go and, and just look at these different resources that are out there that offer tips and advice for single people, what kind of stuff do they tell you? Most of the times, it's ways that you can change yourself, lose weight, or gain weight, uh, or maybe uh, do more outdoor activities, or take up hobbies, um, and move to places where there are more single people. These are all things that you have to do. And the implication, the insinuation, is that maybe there's something wrong with you, and if you just change what you're doing, or maybe change who you are, that your marital status will change. But, you know, that's no guarantee of anything. And uh, it's it's interesting that uh, you can find people who... Uh, who look nicer than you, uh, in other words, are more attractive than you, who are not married. You can find people who are much less attractive than you, who are married. You can, fee- you can find people who um, have very undesirable character traits. Maybe they're angry people, just angry all the time. You can find people like that that are married. You can find very friendly, warm, congenial people who are not married. And so oftentimes, you know, we scratch our heads and we say, what, what is the cause of singleness or just the lack of getting married? And I think we can safely say it's not necessarily about you. It's not something that you have to change. And in fact, that rings true with what the Bible says. What we find out in the Bible, and we're talking at a very high level here, is that ultimately you are not in control of your life. God is in control, and what that means is you may not be the cause of your your singleness. It may be God, and I want to share a few verses with you here. This is Proverbs sixteen nine. Proverbs is uh, is a book within a section of Scripture that we call wisdom literature. Proverbs offers us um, principles and little bits of wisdom that generally turn out to be true. Uh, and it offers us a lot of uh, wisdom and insight into who God is in the nature of uh, how He works in our lives. And Proverbs 16:9 says, "A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. So a man or a woman will plan out in their heart how their life should go. But there is the Lord directing their steps, and they're actually walking in the steps that God has laid out for them. And then in the same chapter, Proverbs 16, verse 33, says, The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. What we often take as random chance, um, Oh, I just happened to randomly meet somebody that I really connected with. Um... Or, you know, why am I so unlucky that I haven't met someone? What we often take as random chance. The Bible says the whole disposing there is of the Lord. In other words, there is no random chance with God. God has his hand on everything. And God is directing our lives. God is directing your life. Another verse is Proverbs 19.21. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. You know, we can, again, plan out our lives, but it's the word of the Lord that will stand. The Lord decides. And so ultimately, we can say that you are not the cause of your loneliness. And me personally, I am not the cause of my being married. It's in the Lord's hands. And it may be the the Lord's will for you to be married, it may not be the Lord's will for you to be married. And in some ways, that ought to be comforting because it takes the pressure off of you. It's not so much about you. Um, Ultimately, it's in the hands of the Lord. And if if you're one who loves God, and you know God, and you're in communication with God, you can just trust that God has a plan for your life. And no matter what it is, if it's to get married or to stay single, it's God's plan for your life. So you're not in the control seat as much as you might think you are, but God is controlling and shaping and directing and leading you in your life. And so what does that mean in terms of singleness? Well, it means that we... We ought to just trust God, and and part of that is recognizing the goodness of God. Did you know that the God of the Bible, the Christian God that we serve, is a good and loving God? How do we know he's loving? Well, because he sacrificed his own son to pay for our sins when we were his enemies. That's a good God. God loves you. God is good. He'll never do anything that's wrong uh, for you. Now, what he does may not always be pleasant or acceptable or pleasing to you, but they're pleasing to him, and ultimately, they're for your good. Just like a child doesn't always like the decisions that their parents make, but ultimately, the parents, if they love their children, they're, they're making decisions that are in the best interest of their child. And we really don't understand the purposes of God. Why does God purpose for some people to be married and some people to, to stay single? We don't know, but what we do know is that God has a plan for your life. And so just bask in the goodness of God and recognize that God does have a plan for your life and trust him uh, with his plan for your life and also be faithful to who God has called you to be today. You know, you don't know if if you're going to get married next year. You know, you could meet someone and get married next year, or you could still be single next year. But God calls us to be faithful today, not fret ourselves and worry about tomorrow or next year. Because the Bible says that tomorrow will take care of itself. There's enough waiting for us tomorrow that we don't need to worry about that. We need to take care of today. Today, be faithful to who God has called you to be and who God purposes for you to be today. That's something that you can do. So that's the first thing that we can say about being single. Singleness is not necessarily about you, about what you do, what you look like who you are, the way you behave, because we can always find exceptions to those things when we look around at married people. It has more to do with God's sovereignty over your life. So trust in God is the first thing we would say from a biblical Christian perspective. And the other thing we would say is that this may come as being counterintuitive. It may not be obvious to you. Maybe this is the first time you've heard this, but marriage is not the answer to loneliness. Now I shared last week what the true remedy for loneliness is, and here's a hint, it wasn't marriage. Marriage, I think maybe single people have an idealized view of marriage. Um, In fact, there are many people who are unhappily married and who are lonely in their married life. In fact, there are people who are happily married and are yet lonely in their married life. Um, But marriage is not the answer for loneliness, and don't think that just getting into a relationship with somebody is somehow going to solve the loneliness of your heart. And uh, a few things that we could bring to to bear on this, uh, a few pieces of evidence that we draw from the Bible, would be Jesus... I don't know if you remember this story, but this is in Matthew 12, verses 48 and 50. Jesus is sitting talking to people. I think he's teaching them. And here comes Jesus' mother Mary and his brothers, and they come and they're they're asking outside, hey, is Jesus here? They want to talk to him. And somebody comes in and says to Jesus, hey, Jesus, your your mother and your, your brothers are outside looking for you. Now, these were Jesus' half-brothers. They were the sons of Mary and Joseph, Jesus' half-brothers. Mary went on and had uh, other children. Two of those sons were uh, James and Jude, who later on in their life actually ended up writing two books of our New Testament, the books of James and Jude, uh, brothers of Jesus. Um, And so... Uh, But at this point, there's no indication that they're believers. Um, They're just uh, tagging along with Mary. They're looking for Jesus. Somebody comes in and tells Jesus, hey, your your mother and your brothers, they're looking for you. And Jesus says something that on the surface sounds kind of cold. When you read it, you're thinking, how how could Jesus have said this? And he says to them, "Uh, who are my mother and my brothers? And he looks around and he says, These are my mother and my brothers, those who do the will of my Father in heaven. Jesus wasn't being cold and unkind to his mother Mary. He loved his mother Mary deeply, and and he loved his brothers. And Jesus wasn't being unkind to them. What he was really doing was redefining the true uh, nature of the family. Uh, maybe that's not the best way to say it, not redefining the nature of the family, but rather enlightening us to another family. So there's the physical family, what we think of as the family unit in our society today. But Jesus spoke of another family, not the physical family unit. Jesus spoke of the spiritual family, that is, all the people who are made up of those who do the will of the Father. And of course, what is the will of the Father? It's to receive his son, Jesus. And there's a lot more teaching on this as we get into the New Testament. Later on in the New Testament, it it talks about this spiritual family that Christianity makes up. Christianity is part of a a spiritual family with God as Father. And, um, And Jesus says, this is my true family. Jesus was teaching a spiritual truth that our true family is not... Our mother and our father and our sisters and brothers here on earth, Uh, ultimately our true family, if you belong to the family of God, it's the spiritual family that you have in Christ. And if you're in Christ, if you've placed your trust in Christ, if you've uh, placed your faith in him, if you're trusting him to save you from your sins, the Bible says that you become part of the family of God and you now belong to the family of God, that is your true family. You could be in a marriage relationship, or you could be in a family relationship somehow. You could be a spouse, you could be a child, a parent, and you could be in Christ, part of the family of God, and be married to someone who is not part of the family of God. And in a true sense... Your real family is your spiritual family, not the spouse that you're living with. And so Jesus was teaching this deeper truth that true relationships, uh, deep personal relationships in our lives that fulfill the, the inner heart's desire for intimacy in our lives is our relationship with Christ, and by extension, our relationship with everyone else who is also in Christ. And so there's that teaching of Jesus. Also, it's noteworthy that Jesus said something kind of shocking to the Jews. He, he told them that there will be no marriage or giving in marriage in heaven, and he said that in Matthew 22, verses 29 and 30. Jesus said there won't be any marriage in heaven. And so really, marriage uh, is for a short time. Some people are married for less than a year. Uh, that's kind of sad if they don't even make it a year, but um, less than a year, up to over 60 years of marriage uh, that happens. And uh, But what is 60 years in eternity? 60 years is nothing. In eternity. And the amount of time that you might spend with a spouse here on earth is nothing in eternity. And in eternity, if you are in Christ and if you have a home in heaven with God the Father, you're not going to be married to your spouse in heaven doesn't mean that you're not going to have a relationship with your spouse. I think you'll still have a relationship with your spouse, but it will be a perfect relationship with your spouse. And not just with your spouse, but you'll have a perfect relationship with every other person who is in heaven. Because uh, we'll be perfect in heaven. There won't be any sin in heaven. No sin will be allowed in heaven, and we won't be committing any sin in heaven. We'll be like the angels confirmed in our holiness. And so this is very significant. Think about this. Singleness uh, is something that all of us will experience um, at, at some level. I have to be careful how I say this. We'll experience at some level for all of eternity. But there's kind of a hidden truth here. Actually, we're not single for all of eternity, and there actually is marriage in heaven, but it's not marriage to an individual like we do here on earth. It's corporate marriage of people to Christ. Our bride in heaven is Christ himself. We're married to Christ. We have that intimate spiritual relationship with Christ. And here's the the truth and the reality of being a Christian is that you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to have that that intimate relationship with Christ. You can have that right now. Uh, You have, if you're in Christ, you have all the fullness of Christ. You have what you'll always have in Christ right now. You have access to Christ. You can talk to him He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the friend that you never had. He's, he'll be a closer friend than you've ever had. He'll be closer than even your, uh, if you're married, if you have a spouse here in this life. Jesus is closer to you than your spouse. Jesus actually lives in your heart by his Holy Spirit. And so this is a wonderful truth. This takes the some of the pressure and... Um, Uh, some of the weight off of marriage. Now, don't get me wrong, marriage is a wonderful thing, and and Proverbs also says, whoso finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, But uh, it takes some of the pressure off because marriage in this life is only temporary, but marriage to Christ will last for all of eternity. And so, again, you can have that intimacy that you so long for and so desire in Christ Jesus. Now, don't forget, we said that the cause, the true cause of loneliness is sin. What does sin cause? If you go back to the Garden of Eden and look at the first sinners in the world, that was Adam and Eve, they are the ones that brought sin into the world. Sin in their lives caused separation, caused loss, it caused shame. Ultimately, it caused their loneliness, um, and these are things that uh, that sin causes. And Jesus is the remedy for loneliness, and even loneliness for single people, because Jesus removes the guilt of sin. He takes away the loss. He takes away the shame. He takes away the rejection. He takes away the blame. It comes along with sin, and we're free to have that open uh, and and close relationship with Christ. The Christian life is described as um, I in Christ and Christ in me. I am in Christ, and he is in me by his Holy Spirit, and so I'm bound up with Christ in, in uh, in the Christian life, we are bound up with Christ. And that is the true remedy for loneliness. And so marriage is not the answer for loneliness. And uh, and, and I hope that that you can grasp this spiritual truth and uh, and put this out of your mind. That marriage is the only thing that will solve my loneliness. Uh, if, If only I weren't single, I wouldn't be lonely any longer. This isn't an easy truth to grasp or even to accept. You might find this hard to accept, and truly you can't accept it until you first accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. But then if you do know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can start to grasp, you know, you can start to experience this relationship with Christ and get a little bit of an uh, inkling of of what I'm talking about here in this relationship with Christ and how it helps you in your loneliness. Well, um, I want to point out this resource that I have. This is a little booklet. It's called Struggling Through Singleness. It's written by a lady named Jane V. Clark. Um, she's single herself. Uh, I'm not sure how old she is. She's probably in her 50s or something, but she's single, and she's wrestled with all of these issues, and she's asked all the same questions that you have. And this little booklet that she wrote is called Struggling Through Singleness, Help for the Journey. And so who is Jane Clark? It says Jane Clark is the chief of staff and a faculty member at the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation known as CCEF, very very well-known uh, Christian Counseling uh, Foundation. She's also a counselor with 30 years of experience, a frequent retreat and conference speaker, and the author of several mini-books, including this one, Struggling Through Singleness, Help for the Journey. And uh Uh, We want to offer this to you as a free gift, uh, free of charge, if you're single and you're struggling and looking for answers from the Bible. Uh, I think every single person should read this. There there are a lot of rich truths that I have not had time to cover here on the podcast, and I think you would greatly benefit from this. Simply share your uh, address privately Don't uh, put it in the public Facebook comments, but send it to me on Messenger uh, or via email, steve at navinbaptist.ie. And this will be your free gift from the Navin Baptist Fellowship. We'll drop this in an envelope and put it in the post uh, for you. And I know that this will be a blessing uh, to your heart if you're struggling with loneliness in singleness. And so don't hesitate to reach out with uh, questions or comments or help that you might need or to request your free copy of Struggling Through Singleness. And I hope these things have been a blessing to you. I said this last week, and I want to make the point again here, and that's that the things that, that I've shared here won't really mean anything to you if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, and that's because your sin alienates you from God. But Jesus Christ offers you forgiveness, he offers to remove the guilt of your sin, and he offers to reconcile you back to God. And so He'll do that by grace. That means salvation is a free gift. Having a relationship with God is a free gift that God just offers to you through His Son, Jesus Christ. He offers it to everyone. How do you receive it? The Bible says it's by faith. Place your faith in Jesus Christ, and you will receive the free gift of salvation, which really is God Himself. He gives you the gift of His Son, And when you place your faith in Him, He gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit who comes and lives inside of you. And then all of the blessings um, and all of the things that we've been talking about here over the past several weeks are available for you. Because you'll have the Holy Spirit living in your heart. So if you don't know Christ, uh, consider Him and receive Him. As your Savior, come to Him in faith. If you do know Christ and you have the Holy Spirit in you, you you already have a tremendous resource uh, to help you in your singleness and with your loneliness. And really, you just need to foster your relationship with the Lord. Uh, work on your relationship with Christ. Um, draw near to Him, and you'll 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 feel yourself change. The loneliness will. Uh, feel more distant or begin to fade into the background as your relationship with the Lord uh, comes more to the foreground in your life. Well, God bless you, and uh, we'll see you in, in future episodes.